Hey, I'm Dwayne. And I'm Jennifer. And together we're doing the podcast, Roots. The Unseen Life. Come on a journey with us. You'll produce a system of roots that will stabilize you and... Produce fruit. We're going somewhere. Come along with us. Hello. Okay, welcome to Roots. <laughs> this is the best... This is. Can you just hold that? Because I think it's going to be a better angle for like, the camera and stuff. Just kidding. We are a little bit professional, though. See your little... Hey, welcome to Roots. If you're listening to audio, um, we are a show to watch. Wait, hold on. You really just started That's the it? beginning of the, sh- of the podcast today. Oh, my goodness. Um, you're first of all, I'd just like to start out. I feel a little bit left out, a little bit hurt. Okay, this ought to be good. Why is that, sweetie? Well, I was serving internationally. Yeah. And you did podcasts without me. Yeah, I know. Two of them, actually. I think, are there, I think both of them are worth listening to. Which is surprising. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are worth listening to. And it's just women on the podcast. So there's that. So you interviewed our middleist, <clears throat> Chloe. Our middleist, yes. And you guys talked on uh, international living and what being a third culture is and how that impacts you and your emotions, your thoughts, all that. It, it was good. And I remember um, she read a poem. And what happened? <laughs> Um, I may have teared up. Yeah, she actually. And, oh well, hold on. And then Chloe read it to you, and what happened? Well, it's a little bit, a little bit. I use this um, um, hilarious, but I it actually, I actually started to tear up, and you guys were making fun of me, so I didn't feel freedom to be vulnerable no, with my own we family. No, we weren't making fun of you. Yes, you it were. Looked like you were mocking the fact that we cried. Like no, <laughs> it was a poem that like it kind of struck her. The chords of our hearts a little bit. It was an interesting poem. And Odetta, Odetta. you interviewed her? Yeah, interviewed her. Um, and her story is fascinating. Now, people are going to see this episode after they've already aired, so hopefully they watched it. Um, but just a, a story of an immigrant. Mainly, I mean, really an asylum seeker because of it's a crazy story. fleeing Burundi because of a genocide. Yeah. And just her story and journey is really good. It's mm. just fascinating to hear and see the Lord's hand on her. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I think they're good episodes. Awesome. So don't mess this one up, sweetie. You're back, and it'd be awful if it weren't good. Yeah, well, I want to talk about um, the church. Hey, let's do it. So we're living in a very interesting time in history, I think. Um, just coming off of the pandemic, mm-hmm. we have... Um, Lots of different things and responses taking place. And so one way that I look at the pandemic is that God put a pause to everything in the earth. Right. And individuals were, um, I'm not quite sure what the right word would be, but we we were, uh, there was tons of it. There was tons of time. So thus it was very easy to ask the question and to assess where's my life at? Yeah. What's important to me? Mm-hmm. Because now you see people coming out making change. Yeah. Um, massive change is happening. Changes mm-hmm. here. Changes mm-hmm. taking place. It's not like, hey guys, change is coming. It's here. Change right. is happening. Right. And that comes from a lot of evaluating. Right. And so for me, one of the things that people are looking at is, why do I go to church? Right. What is in church? Do mm-hmm. I need church? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I do church on my couch and watch from my couch? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so to me, it, it's it's interesting because I'm seeing both, I think, people who have going, you know what, I don't think I need church and I don't think I need my faith. Uh-huh. And that's that to me is tragic, mm-hmm. um, but I see it happening. Do you, I mean, have you seen that? Oh, absolutely. And I, I think, I mean, like you said, there was a global pause and just the amount of time that we all had lent itself to deep reflection. Yes. And so it felt like there was a lot of deep reflection. Yep. Now, I wasn't in India, you know, so I don't know what happened over there. Uh, you know, I can only speak from the perspective of being in the United States. So, but it does feel like to an extent there was a lot of reflection. Yes. And like you said, it kind of impacted multiple areas of people's lives and then coming right down to the to church and you know we even deeply reflected about oh, 100%. okay what are we doing yeah. what works is this what was talked about when church was talked about in the bible are we doing that version yes and we've come to some some thoughts i mean i don't know that we're we've we have hard fast conclusions correct but we're we're experimenting and trying to figure some things out but but um, yes, hundred percent. We are asking some serious questions about mm-hmm. about the topic of you know the church, the way we do church. And, not is it obsolete? No. And what what are the elements from Scripture, not from my experience and my opinion? What are the elements from the Word of God yeah. that are needed to um, to to be the church with a group of people. Yeah. So I believe that there's the the corporate church, mm-hmm. i.e. the body of Christ in the nations. Mm-hmm. You and I have traveled to a lot of nations, so the church is 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 spread out, it's broad. Right. There's many different languages right now that represent the body of Christ. But then we're talking about the expression yeah. of the what does it need to look like? What are the essentials mm-hmm. that that are needed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think you know you're probably going to get this direction with your thoughts, but I think one of the things that got exposed this year in the church is the lack of connectivity. That when everyone had to stay home. There are certain people that ever that actually didn't come out of their home again. You know what I mean, so uh-huh, to speak. Uh-huh. They didn't go back because the thought was, "Hey, I'm cozy here. I've got right. my snack. I got my coffee. It was only teaching I was going for anyway. And why would I need to order my day around going to a physical place when it didn't meet those needs anyway?" Well, the. I, um, I actually just Googled it because I couldn't remember the uh, the address to this verse, but I knew it was Hebrew, but Hebrews 10, 25. Um, Let us not neglect meeting together as some have made it a habit. Yeah. And so the writer of Hebrews is, is, is encouraging and saying, listen, there are essential elements to you growing in your faith. Yeah. And, and I believe that coming together is very much central to being a, a corporate group, i.e. a group of 20, whatever the number is, but mm-hmm. it's essential. Yeah. And so isolation, being alone, so you and I both know we've experienced, but more than that, we've seen it often, that a believer who does not gather mm-hmm. and who's not in relationship mm-hmm. 
who's not sitting under the teaching of the Word of God mm-hmm. um, is will will eventually you get picked off pretty easily, really easily. Yeah, you get. You know, and so there's so much that happens in coming together and meeting together. And so I am a very strong proponent that we need to meet. Yeah. Um, And so this, you know, I I understand I'm feeding myself on the word by listening to this guy and this guy and this ministry and this woman. And I get all that stuff. So but to me, that it should those types of listening should only like even this podcast it should enhance Mm -hmm. what you're about it Mm -hmm. should not be the center of what you're about in your faith right absolutely you'd agree with that Mm, minds and manners well absolutely i would agree with that but um just to highlight the fact that what we're talking about is not just people in a room and like yeah i'm with a group of people it's the level of are you allowing yourself to be known do you know people is there a level of connectivity relationally and this i'm not raising this question because if there's not then you blame your pastor because it's not his fault like if 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 there's a lack of connectivity you be the one to take the step forward and try to create it but you can well let me say it this way it is if you're struggling with isolation and loneliness and you step into a a church, thousand member church, whatever member church, it can be awful. Like to not know anyone and walk in and you play Christian, you know what I mean? Put the mask on. But I think that's, there's, there's, there's much discontentment. Right. And, And I think it's fair to say that. Yeah. I am, I am, um, in those that we're even doing life with right now, we are committed to honoring and blessing what what is existing today. Absolutely. And so, um, let me first. Uh, I was gonna let me first share on Acts Acts chapter two. Okay. Because it'll set the context, I think, even more. Because this is only. And then the, we can debate some more after that. Well, yes, no. <laughs> Excuse me, but no. Um, but this is, I think, probably the first of several podcasts that we'll probably be doing in the future, maybe not immediately, around the topic of church. But sure. we're, I'm operating from the posture of there's, there's changes coming to the body of Christ, mm-hmm. to how we operate. That's where I'm living today. And I believe that quite deeply, change yeah. is coming. Um, and, and so thus, what is this, what are we going to do and how are we going to gather we we believe we should gather, but what's this all going to look like? Mm-hmm. I think is part of where we want to we want this conversation to go. So, Acts two is a place that people often refer to. Look to what was the activity of the early church. So you have Acts, the beginning of Acts two, the Spirit being poured out. I love that Jesus says He won't leave us alone. So the Holy Spirit is given. Tongues of fire fall, and then um, there's a a presentation of truth. The gospel's preached, and pre- Peter preaches the gospel um, because there is this observation: Why are people drunk with this new wine? Everybody's talking right. about, right? That would have been crazy. It would have been insane, and it's just something they've never seen. And yeah. the, and then, you know, we've got we've got individuals who know who know the Old Testament prophets, prophetic scriptures, and they go. 
wait a second, this is what Joel said is going to happen. And so they bring they bring to the forefront a prophetic um, word from the prophet Joel and 3000 people get saved. Mm -hmm. So the gospel has been preached and there's massive growth that takes place. So 3000 people getting saved is a lot of people. And so how do we organize ourselves? What do we do now that we've you know, there was so much taking place because, you know, just, I mean, massive change, change of theology. The Messiah has come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The promised one is here. Now he's ascended. I mean, there's so much activity going on. We had God in body form on the earth. They're teaching this. Mm-hmm. Like, this must have been revolutionary. Right, like, right. oh my gosh, disorientating change. And so this wasn't just. I don't think that this was just a sweet organizational discussion. And I, th- <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Right. I think there was massive like ideology shifting, life paradigms shifting. God mm-hmm. was just in a fo- bodily form on the earth. We killed him and he mm-hmm. rose from the dead. That's this testimony. Yeah. It resonated with people. Yeah. And so from it, we have some glimpses as to how they did life. And, and when people, plant churches they often will go to this por- this portion of scripture here mm-hmm. so you've got acts 2 um uh verse let me just hit verse 40 and many with other words testified and exhorted them saying be saved from this perverse generation then those who gladly received his words were baptized and that day about 3000 souls were added so that day okay so yeah. there's more souls coming in the future quite quickly then we have verse 42, and that's where I want us to, to focus a little bit. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine f- and fellowship, in breaking of bread, and in prayers. Mm-hmm. So um, Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, um, this is what he writes down as this is what we organized ourselves around when we saw the uh, great many people. Right. So teaching was essential. Yeah. So these are the four core values. So yeah. To speak. These were the things they did. Um, so teaching was central. Then fellowship. So relationship. Um, that coming together. So friendship, i.e., discipleship, sharing of our lives, fellowship. Mm-hmm. Then the next thing is breaking of bread. And so I kind of see fellowship as the broader community doing life being being known. Mm-hmm. But then this breaking of bread, coming around each other's tables. Yeah. And so much happens at the table. Yeah. Um, to me, I think it's interesting that the Last Supper, mm-hmm. so Jesus breaking massive news to the disciples. Mm-hmm. Um and it's around the dinner table. Mm-hmm. It's around the Last Supper. And so, so much, I believe, happens when we talk about Jesus around the around the table in our house. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the most, I think, in regards to relationship, friendship, that is the place of, of probably the most intimate family conversations right. you have is right. around the table. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and then you have prayer, mm-hmm. prayers. So these were the four components. And then next... Is this when you pitch your CDs, that you your prayer CDs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Three, three, 
Three of them. Dwayne, you want to okay. go ahead. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. And so when I when they say fear, I think they're talking about a holy sobriety. Yeah. Something is happening with those people. Right. And it makes me a little nervous. What uh-huh. is happening? These people are different. Mm-hmm. They have power when they talk about this Jesus. Mm-hmm. Signs and miracles. Mm-hmm. And there's wondrous things. There's power. Divine activities happening. Right. Um, they're nervous. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. They sold their possessions and goods and divided them all as anyone had need. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think that you can preach socialism or communism off of this verse. (laughs) I don't think that's (laughs) what they're saying. I think it's they took care of each other. Yeah, right. So it was, um, they paid attention to one another. Mm -hmm. You're in need. Hey, we're going to figure this out. You're not alone. Right. And, And that level of walking with someone, you have to... You have to be in relationship. You have to know them yes. to know what their needs are. Yes. And and even are you making wise decision with your money? Oh, for sure. So you got your yourself in this place. Well, that was stupid. Don't do that again. But I'm going to help you. Right. Yeah. You know all those things. Yeah. And, and maybe that's that was stupid. It's a little harsh. But yeah, it's all right, bud. <laughs> and a, a lot of people quote this verse. You know about. How come we're not selling everything and taking care of one another? Typically, it's the people who don't have anything that quote that verse. <laughs> and I'm like, um, hmm, interesting. So I've seen it used in a manipulative way or a way to shame people who have finance. And that's wrong. And that's, that's wrong. And that's not what's being said no, here. No, not it's, at all. We're in relationship. Intentional. Intentional yeah. developing a fellowship. And there's a generosity at the yeah. core of what we're doing. We right. And we want to be in a in a type of community that we look after we help one another right right. and then the last thing i just want to highlight so continuing daily with one accord so they were there was a in one accord means to me that there was a a unity a coming together we are coming around the gospel around jesus Mm -hmm. in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. Mm-hmm. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we have a, 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 I mean, it's the first time the Holy Spirit's really vividly showing himself um, on the church which is necessary. So right. we need the activity of the Holy Spirit. But then it's it's to me it's very simple in mm-hmm. some ways and it's we've made it this big machine in some ways, but it's it's teaching mm-hmm. and I believe it's apostles teaching. I have a ton to say on that. I'm not going to get into that right now. But then it's fellowship and it's breaking of bread and prayer. And so it's done in the temple mm-hmm. and then it's also done in house to house. Mm-hmm. They ate from around the table and house to house. And and in the context of these elements, there was significant growth of the church. Mm-hmm. And so um I, I again I want to hear I want to I want you to hear me say that I really do want to honor and and respect what the Lord has done in the body in these last two, three decades. Yeah. And, and so anybody that's, that's going, Hey, I think change is coming. 
and you do it with arrogance mm-hmm. and you don't don't pay attention and honor what the Lord has done in the past and you just full of ideas for the future I believe it's dangerous absolutely and it's arrogant and you're not going to I believe we need to respect and honor what the Lord has done and then you know when Jesus came he he's the one that said about himself hey um there's going to come time where there's going to be new wineskins. Mm-hmm. There's going to be seasons where new things are going to be introduced. And it's necessary. And it's in that context when new things are introduced that he's going to pour out his spirit. Mm-hmm. New wineskin and new wine is needed to come. So that was the story. He goes, if you use, an, if you have an old piece of garment and a tear and you cover it with a new piece of garment, it's not going to work because the new garment is actually stronger and it's going to rip and tear it worse. Mm-hmm. Or he says, if you've got new wine, and you put it into an old wineskin, the old wineskin is not going to be able to hold it. So you're going to have to find new wineskins mm-hmm. that the wine would be poured out in. And I do believe there's new wineskins coming. Yeah. But I, the part of that verse that is really interesting is when it it says something like, and for a, for a minute, for a season, people won't like it. Yeah, let me just go there. It's 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 um because Matthew, Mark, and Luke all talk about all all give a version of this Luke of the new wineskin conversation, mm-hmm. and um let me get it here. It's in Luke five. Let me just find it. So Luke five verse thirty six. He says this. Then he spoke a parable to them, being Jesus. Jesus said, "No one puts a up a, a piece." from a new garment on an old one otherwise the new makes a tear and also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old and no one puts new wine into old wineskins or else the new wine will burst this wineskins and be spilled and the wineskin will be ruined and the wineskins will be ruined but the new wine must be put into new wineskins and both are preserved so jesus is I think speaking about himself mm-hmm. in this, I'm I'm bringing change, and there's going to be some new concepts and some new wine, some new ways of doing things, and it's needed so that the Holy Spirit, this new wine, can be poured out. And I and I and I I think he's not only talking to himself. I think he's going. I understand humanity, mm-hmm. and you get stuck in your ways, and you're not willing to be open to change when something's no longer working Mm -hmm. and when something's no longer working here's what he says that i find you know this is massively interesting verse 39 and no one having drunk old wine immediately desires new wine for he says the old is better yeah that is uh, that statement could could have stopped so many church splits you know what i mean it's that 100%. is because we have to understand in and of ourselves we seek safety and comfort we you know what i mean 100 the, the the 52 year old jennifer is so different than a 22 year old jennifer yeah and and i think of you get comfortable you like what you like and and even and if, especially if it's working if it's working you know, and working people are showing up yeah. blah 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 yeah. you like what you like yeah and and maybe you still remember that what is now considered old was new. You yes. were part of when it was new. Yes. And now there's something new yes. coming yep. and you don't like it because it's not the old. Yes. So it's it's to me, I'm like, God help me. Yes. I mean, for real. Yep. I'm not 
I'm not just trying to feign humility. Help me know what the Lord is doing, what the Holy Spirit is highlighting. I don't want to miss a thing. I, I want to be current in what the Lord is doing when he's bringing change. I want to be able to change. I want to be able to be adaptable. So all that to say, I need to say, God, help me. Show me what you're doing and help me not cling to safety or cling to the familiar or cling to those things that used to be the new and I was part of it and I I hold on to it for dear life. You know what I mean? 100%. I mean, I'm not looking at creating something that isn't biblically based. Or something that God's not doing. Right. Just for the sake of something new? Yeah. That's goofy too. And and trust me, Jennifer and I are doing some serious thinking and pondering and and trying some stuff, but it has nothing to do with, um, let me see, I feel like God has initiated us in our lives. Yeah. And so nothing that we are doing is birthed out of, well, I think let's try this. It's a good idea. Right. Like we, we really do feel led by the Lord in this journey of questioning and and maybe someday down the road we can tell how that all happened but i'm positive that there are new wineskins coming forth and so in that for me i am checking out a new wineskin for lack of a better term and using that language i want to turn around and bless and honor the corporate church the church on the corner um you know, I, I, and so that's important. I just want you guys to hear that. And I think if you are trying, you know, if you guys are doing something new in an, in this season or another season, pay attention to this verse. And you might even get the old guy who liked the old wine. He might not talk about you nice for a couple of days, but don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so there's going to be, ways. yeah, there's going to be resistance and that's okay. You know, there's resistance, but, but I, I want to say, grow. but I want to say, that something that I think is important for us to understand is that there are certain things that happen in a corporate 500, 5,000, 10,000 meeting. Mm -hmm. And then there are things that happen between me and Jesus. Mm -hmm. Then there are things that happen between you, me, and Jesus. Mm -hmm. So one-on-one with people. Mm -hmm. Then even if you weren't my wife, I wouldn't probably be touching another woman like this, just so you know. (laughs) Good boundaries. I have Pastor. boundaries. Good I have job. boundaries. But but my point is I think there are different things that happen in different sizes of groups. Yes. I.e. interrelational yep. and me and God. Yes. So not only do I get everything I need from God and me and God, I need others to talk about God so the their God, their understanding in the word even brings brings me closer to mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. So the early church, they had it in the temple, but they also had it in the house. Mm-hmm. And we in the Western world do mostly in the temple. Yeah. So we're a Sunday oriented Christianity culture. Mm-hmm. We are, um, I would use the word consumer based. Mm-hmm. We, we come in, we sit in the pew mm-hmm. and we, uh, listen to the sermon. We pay our tithes. Um, and if you've been doing that for a decade or two decades, you're maturing and you're growing in certain ways. Yeah. But I believe that there's actually other ways you're not growing. Yeah, that's a good point. And so, because you have this 
consumer-based thing. It's about me and my growth and my feelings. Mm -hmm. And that is so much of where we live today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it's actually dangerous. You become a, a, a consumer-based Christian and it becomes about your life, your, your happiness, right. your comfort, your peace. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it, it no longer, we've lost the vision of the gospel going forth, mm -hmm. our neighbors coming to Christ, mm -hmm. and us developing and growing in our spiritual gifts to actually minister to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and growing in relationship for real. Yes. Like it's so easy if I don't like someone or, you know, I'm not allowed to say that as a believer. If, if someone, I find them difficult, then I can do a pick and roll move and just hang out with someone else. So you're not talking about me. No, babe. I'm okay, in it good. forever. So it's so easy not to have to learn to confront and forgive and, love. and bless and love yeah. because there's a million other people I can go hang out with. Where if well, you get the boundary of a smaller context in a house, so to speak, yeah, you can't get away with that. Right. And you just can't. And if we're going to grow in interpersonal relationships, is where you got to do it. If we're going to challenge one another and provoke one another, that happens in a smaller setting. 100%. I mean... I mean, I, Jennifer and I have been thinking on this a lot, so we got so much to say, and so I, I, I'm run. I feel like we're gonna not gonna be able to have say everything we want, but, but, the idea of of developing and growing as a believer, yeah, in the context of only the Sunday gathering, um, we're we're being malnourished and yeah. we're growing crooked, right? And and so the idea that I need to do God me and God, I need to do God with me and somebody who's older, mature in the faith, mm -hmm. and who's who's guiding me, helping me, i.e. developing me, discipling me, growing with me. And then I believe that there's the smaller setting where I can be known. Yeah. And that is one of the greatest human needs is to be known. Absolutely. And I believe what you're saying then, it's in that place that I, I, I get buffeted mm -hmm. and I'm held accountable for yeah. my attitudes and for my behavior mm -hmm. because people are seeing me. My marriage is not doing well. Mm -hmm. And people are going, hey, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. we, got, we got an issue. Mm -hmm. You haven't um, spoke to your wife in a week. What's going on? Right, right. Because people know us. You can't hide. Right. I don't like you. And so you still got to come in the same room. We got to talk this through. All of those things yeah. are being, I think, are are not really being looked at mm -hmm. because we don't. Because we can hide. Because we can hide. and yeah. It's time for authentic expression of Christianity. I mean, it's a huge word. Mm -hmm. um, but, but I feel like my generation of leaders, so I'm 53. You don't look a day over 49. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thank really. you. Yeah. Um, my my generation of leaders, I feel like we went for quantity mm -hmm. and and we really didn't look after quality. Mm -hmm. And I'm I, I'm putting myself in there. Like mm -hmm. and so we figured out a commercial business approach. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm using I want to be careful, but 
I think we let the business world shape our ideas of growth and our, our metrics for growth. And mm-hmm. so metrics mostly are people in the pews and money in the bank. Mm-hmm. And that is where we have used our measure of growth, mm-hmm. our impact, our fruit. And that is, to me, a, a marketplace metrics. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have we've we've gone astray with that Mm -hmm. some of the benefits though and i know you would agree with this just the level of excellence because you love excellence yeah um yes so so, excellence in administration yeah 100 percent. yeah and so it's not all bad at all no um and I, those things that I have been a part of, I have sought excellence. I've sought growth. And, and, and listen to me, I'm not, I'm not, Anti. I'm not, th- I'm not throwing out the entire, no. I'm not. I We're be- just exploring new thoughts. I believe in the corporate gatherings and I believe they are important mm-hmm. to my faith growing. Mm-hmm. Big conferences, so much happens when you go to a large gathering and you're worshiping with 25,000 people. For sure. So I I am not saying don't do that. Right. But I'm also saying most of my peers have gone for that in building even the local church. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten ourselves in a little bit of a, I think, a, a problem with the quality of believer mm-hmm. that we are um, in some ways produced. And mm-hmm. so for me, it's quality, then Q to Q, then you get to quantity. Mm-hmm. But what do we want to produce? What do we want to be a part of? And that's where I think this smaller gathering, as well as the larger gathering, but the smaller gathering is very vital and very important to who right. we are. And mostly neglected. Yes, mostly neglected. And it's and it's um and so it, for me it's 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 changes here. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to I just want to introduce one more portion of scripture and then. Uh, and then we can kind of bring it to an end. But, um, so, you know, um, it's really kind of strange, but the Lord has highlighted Ephesians chapter four to Jennifer and I in kind of a, a crazy yet, I don't know, unique way. And, um, and so I, but I want to share from just the Ephesians four, because it's been very central to, um, part of what we're thinking about here. And um, so Ephesians 4, you have Jesus ascending. It's the conversation around his ascension. Sorry, I can't get my iPad to work here, so I'm just going to scroll. So it's around his ascension. He ascends and he gives gifts to men. And in it, I believe there's this topic of unity, um, being together. And, And I think that that is... Part I think it you know depends on if you read the whole chapter chapter four, it is really about coming together and looking like Christ the body of Christ. Yeah. And so when Jesus ascends, one way I, I you know I think he gave different parts of who he is in a gift form to the body. Mm-hmm. So he gave some to be apostles. So he gave some to be builders, mm-hmm. and and people that could have growth um have vision for how do we grow and how do we develop and and then he gave some to be prophets and i believe the prophetic is meant to encourage give strength give hope and also talk about what god is doing Mm -hmm. um he gave some to be evangelists and um we usually put evangelists at the end and we don't really talk about that but I believe we need to restore a vision for evangelism specifically in the church in the west 
um, you know, evangelists, and then some to be pastors, and then some to be teachers. So he gives these gifts, mm-hmm. and I think these are expressions of who he is mm-hmm. in the form of now he's giving these gifts to men. And we need to have all of these working. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think I, you know, I tell people, listen, when I, when I was 16 years old, a big church was 500, but the average church was 150, 125, 190, 210. This was what the body of Christ looked like when I was a teenager. Right. But you have the a, a massive explosion. Like I and I, you don't. What's perplexing to me is we didn't we didn't see, especially in in the U.S. in Canada, we didn't see this huge growth in people getting saved. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Like, I don't know how it happened, to be honest with you. I, I really don't. Because you don't, we don't, at least we don't hear about, wow, revival hit. But now you've got churches that are 10,000, mm-hmm. 50,000. Mm-hmm. we got a church in America that's 80,000. They meet in several, um, Craig Rochelle, he, they meet in several locations. Mm-hmm. Campuses. Uh, campuses. So, but I think one of the things that took place is we understood, look, not every leader is a pastor. Right. It didn't matter what you did. You were a pastor in the 80s. Uh-huh. When, you know, late 80s, early 90s, wow, there's different expressions. And I believe that as we began to recognize that, that's part. It's not the only, but I believe it's part of this explosion. Mm-hmm. And so, but here's where here's where I've, I've gotten a little bit of thought. I'm stealing thoughts from Michael Brodeur and some other people. So I can't I can't um, say that this was my original idea, but but I think this kind of was my idea, Jen. Okay, babe. But we have built ministry in the last two decades around these gifts. Yeah. So these guys are the center of and women. These men and women are the center of the show. The, these guys, because the people that aren't watching aren't so seeing. apostle prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Mm-hmm. We have built ministries around them. Right. And they are the, they're at the front of the room, and we come and listen and partake. Mm-hmm. So, but when you look at this, verse 11 is, you know, he gave some these gifts. Verse 12, for the, what was the purpose? For the equipping of the saint for the work of ministry. Second, for the edifica- edifying of the body of Christ. So I just you know we've been talking for a while here so we can we can end it soon here but this to me mm-hmm. is massive. Mm-hmm. So that means that if I you know I have a apostolic type gift mm-hmm. in regards to, and what that means is basically for me is how I see it is I have a little bit of vision and I like to grow things. Yeah. And so that's how I view myself. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of uh teaching, a little bit of pastoral in me. A little bit of evangelist. Um, I can sometimes walk with the spirit, <laughs> but you know that's kind of my expression of who I am. So yeah. that means that Dwayne Roberts is not supposed to be the center of the show. Right. That I am actually to use my gifting that has been given to me by the Lord to actually equip the saints. Mm-hmm. They are the ministers, mm-hmm. and I am not to be up front. I am not to mostly be standing in front of them, teaching, encouraging, developing, and giving from standing at the front. I am actually supposed to have people, other people standing, leading, 
and I am actually supposed to be help developing and equipping. Your gifts are to equip other people. Which is like... I don't know that it necessarily means that you can't stand up front. 100%. It, it means uh, that your gifts are not about building your own empire. It's about building in individuals, giving them a place to express the gifts that God has given them. Yeah, and use the word empire. Like, absolutely. I think there's some some leaders that on purpose have built things around them. Mm -hmm. But I believe there's other leaders with a sincere heart, but they're still at the center of the show. Uh -huh. And what I mean by center of the show is everything evolves around their gift. Uh -huh. And when you look at these highlighted gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, for me, they are, these gifts have been given so that they can equip mm -hmm. and then make room, develop and empower and release bivocational saints to minister right because we have churches that are stocked with amazing people amazing people who have no opportunities well it's like i've been in the church for thir three decades and you want me to help with the children help with parking or help with sound or the welcome center mm -hmm. like and i'm like which is awesome not really well, no, I mean, no, no. Like, if we just the helps, they love that. Okay, yes, absolutely. Okay, finally. No, but like thirty years in in, uh -huh. in the faith, yeah, and mature. Yeah, something's not okay. Something's not if right. a person who's been a believer for thirty years and they can't turn around and disciple someone else. One hundred percent. And that that's your point. Like, that's my we, point. We have not equipped the saints to minister, and we haven't given them room. No, we haven't allowed them. Mm -hmm. Not allowed them. We haven't made room for them. We haven't said, "Here's the field." Yeah. Hey, get out there and let's try your stuff. Right. Are you, you know, on the football pitch? Right. From the UK. Okay there, bud. Like, are you uh -huh. a defense? Are you a striker? Are you a midfielder? Right. Where do you play on the field? Are you the goalie? And let's find it and get you active in the game. Right. And get you participating and developing who you are right. and walking in the strengths of who you are and walking with authority and practicing your gifts. Because when, you know, when, when we see in the scriptures, everyone's supposed to come with something to give. Yeah. I think what was being said there is, who are we as the body of Christ? And let's operate in what God, the gifts God has yeah. given you. Yeah. And that just seems to be a rare thing these days. It really is. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's change coming. Yeah. And I think that the body of Christ, um, I think in the next decade, a lot is happening. And if you're not ready for a ride, you better wake up. Yeah, and I say that with kindness, but guys, stuff is about to hit the fan, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. change is coming, and all of this, um, I don't know, all of this is uh, is is moving within my own heart, and so I just, you know, Jennifer and I, we've been thinking like this for six months at least, at least, and and so I felt even a little bit hesitant to talk about it. And then a buddy of mine says, Dwayne, you got to start talking about what you think. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to start sharing it. And and so he actually kind of provoked me a little bit going, I need to start talking about this. Mm -hmm. That there is change coming and it's going to 
have significant impact on how I develop and grow in my faith. Yeah, absolutely. And it's exciting to me. I want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very different, but I think smaller is the big neck is the next big new. Uh-huh. I think uh-huh. the next big thing is actually small. Yeah. And it's intimate. It's authentic. That word you used. And but I I have great faith. I mean, it's going to be a lot of work. Time, a lot of work. Time, investment, all of these words. But I believe it's going to have incredible pay- pay- payoff. Yeah. And I'm actually quite excited about it. That's good. Good job, Pastor. Okay. Um, hopefully those people that started are still listening and you haven't been bored with what we're saying. Because <laughs> you know what I find? Often when Jennifer talks, I get tired. <laughs> That's interesting. So you must be wide awake because I have hardly been able to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne, you do all the talking. Well, I just want to say it's um It's the it's only right. thing that holds your attention. <laughs> it's the only thing I pay attention to. It's my own deep thoughts. That's good, narcissist. Keep yeah, going. Yeah. It's all about uh yeah, it's not it's not all about me. Mostly it is. Mostly about you. <laughs> That's okay, good. Jennifer, you're a loser. Um love everybody there and please pray for me as I live with Jennifer that as we move forward. Right? Yeah, that's it, Dwayne. Yeah. No, I love this woman. She's crazy. I love her. You're adorable. Uh, do you want to say just had a, uh, made a very significant international travel? I was in the nation of Brazil. Yes, you were. Yes. Um, praise the Lord. I'm three days away from being fluent again in Portuguese. Mm-hmm. So pray yeah. for me in that. Just days away. Just days away from being fluent. But uh, it was amazing just to go down to FHOP, Florianopolis House of Prayer. So that was what we um, helped, well, we built it down there eight eight and a half years ago we moved to brazil we were there for six years and i I tell people often i said man if 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 this place would have died it would have just about killed me Mm -hmm. but god in his incredible leadership divine sovereign leadership uh it's thriving it's thriving like 100 percent brazilian led 100 percent portuguese i mean just they're doing so good i'm so proud i'm so proud of them it's Vinny and emmy are a couple that are leading it there's life on it there's Mm -hmm. authority on it and uh it blessed me so i went and hung out with them for a couple days so all right god bless you guys all right guys mice until next time uh, and uh, let's change the world one podcast at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao. Ciao.